Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 352. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 223, Big Rico's Pizza Band. And after that, we're going to talk briefly about an Oscar-nominated movie that I just watched last night. Oh, so, yay. cool. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as the episode says, we're talking about Big Rico's, which is back after being closed for one month for some pretty massive renovations. Yeah, they now have installed uh, several things. They have a ball pit. Um, mm. They have a snake pit. They have mm. another ball pit that has a few snakes in it and oh. whack-a-mole and an animatronic band called the Table Scraps, which I honestly think is a good name for a pizza animatronic band. But yeah, yeah. it's got Rodney Rat and Pasha Possum and Chrissy the Cockroach. Yes, and they have AI technology, so that's what they use to write their lyrics and interact with the audience, and they say many times that they are totally not creepy at all. Yeah, nobody's going to be bursting into tears at the sight of their fake plasticky faces. So mm-hmm. I think we went to like one Chuck E. Cheese birthday party where they had the live band playing. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. remember being all that impressed. No, I think I think we were in like junior high at the time, and even then we were like, this is cheesy and dumb. <laughs> so uh, in the news, numerous townspeople have been raptured, which Cecil goes on to explain that raptured is just the verb he's using for being sucked into the sky. Like people just be <laughs> walking along and suddenly whoop, they're up into the sky like a balloon that's been accidentally released, and it gets colder as you get closer to the sky. And fortunately, they disappear from view before you can see what horrible things happen as they get too high. So that Man. did you ever read Stephen King's book Elevation? No, I didn't. It's fine. Um, it's one of those things, you know, Stephen King has something crazy and unexplained happening to somebody, and this person is just losing weight. As in, they are still, they still have the same mass, but they're getting lighter and lighter to the point where they're about to fly into the sky. And oh, it's wow. just, it's interesting, and it gets really poignant at the end. So that was kind of what I was thinking when the guy decides that he's just going to float off into the skies. Funny, because what I thought of was in Legion, where there's that battle at one point where someone's just flinging people into the air, and how terrifying that would be if just somebody gestured and all of a sudden someone just rockets out into space. I'm like, that's the picture I had in my head when they talked about it. I'm like, yep! And that's the right way to do that kind of CGI animation on somebody. I mean, you've always talked about how when somebody is leaping in a superhero movie and it hardly ever looks right, that looked damn convincing specifically because it looked surreal and wrong. Yes, yes, exactly. I agree completely. Uh, Okay, so there's a little bit of an update at Big Rico's. Uh, There's uh, the fire department is there. There seem to be some flames and also the place is locked down. Uh, They're going to try and get us some more information, but first we're going to go to traffic. There's a new stoplight installed at one of the intersections in town. Um, You have to be absolutely sure to stop when it says stop because there's going to be a camera. The camera isn't going to like give you a ticket or anything. It's just going to post your picture in a newsletter of bad drivers. So it's part mm. of this new process to shame people into driving safely. I think if that worked, people would have done it a long time ago, personally. Yeah. But true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also have to make sure to go as soon as the light changes because you don't want to get hypnotized by the light as you're sitting there and everyone's honking trying to make you go and you're forgetting things like people's names 
or where your car keys are, but you were driving. Why don't you have your car keys? And all this is sounding like like a nightmare that I have. Like I'm driving and I'm trying to find some place and the road disappears and the keys are gone. Oh God. Well they did say though that, you know, you're you're freaking out because everybody's trying to make you go, so you turn the hazards on and then the hazard lights are blinking at the same as the light that's above you and it's becoming more and more hypnotized and you're sort of letting go of everything and you realize you didn't actually forget those things. You transcended them. And I'm like, wow, this got even weirder than usual. Yeah, I think I'm going to use that in future. I didn't forget something. I transcended the knowledge. <laughs> That's a great idea. Okay, oh, so back to the uh, update. Um, yeah, we actually, and this is the first time, when was the last time we heard from Steve Carlsberg? I think it was the special episode they did when he was the um, coach of the basketball team. Yeah, right. and yeah. I was, he's, we actually got to hear Steve Carlsberg, the voice actor, talking, and he was trying to tell us what was happening, but he really doesn't think it's anything too terribly serious. I mean, it's just pyrotechnics. That was what all the fire was. And there were some deaths, but, you know, that's completely coincidental. It's very possible that the people died because they were old and on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And he said, yes, there is a lockdown in place. But that is just a new Big Rico's policy. They lock everything down to make sure none of the customers miss any of the fun. And I'm like, yipe. Yeah, and Steve's got to go because they're pushing him back into the building and they're about to take the phone. Hey, what are you doing? Goodbye, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Okay, so a word from our sponsors. Our sponsor is Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat. Beyond Bones. Beyond Organs. (laughs) Beyond the knowledge that you live on a dying planet. Because, you know, flesh is so, so basic. (laughs) That's That was my takeaway. I just wrote it down. Beyond Meat. Flesh is so basic. (laughs) All right, we have some information on that earlier story about the raptures. It turns out that the science department of the community college has been running some experiments. Mm. However, they have been quick to inform Cecil that correlation does not equal causation. So they're going to be doing a 30-year study on this, so maybe they'll figure it out. But And here is my favorite t-shirt moment I have ever heard. I may have to actually get this on a t-shirt. Stay safe by doing whatever you want and hoping for the best. (laughs) Boy, howdy, isn't that kind of applicable after the last few years we've had? Jesus, seriously, God. I did like that Cecil pointed out that this is what real science is, not like, you know, the science over at the university of what it is. It's something like, you know, dangerous experiments on unknowing people with no end date. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Night Vale type of science that Cecil really approves of. Um, The next segment was a special treat for the viewers. They're going to do a citizen spotlight on Rodney Ratt. Um, yeah, I didn't really pay that much attention to it because it was mostly built in a manufacturing company, assembled in an animatronic factory. He's got an AI brain that allows him to react to the audience. Did you get anything more on that? No, I think uh, he uh, actually, we got the lyrics of a song that he wrote called Pizza for the Weekend. It's fine. Nothing really big and interesting there. So, yeah, that's fine. Go on from there to education. Cursive has now been banned. Yes, because you will no longer have letters all joined up. Letters need to learn to stand on their own. Why so codependent? (laughs) And it's just not acceptable to be doing cursive just because everybody's been doing it for a while. So the council all denounced the conformist method of writing by voting exactly alike. (laughs) Yes, that's how it works. Yes. Do you remember learning cursive? Yes, I do. I I remember some of 
of the people in our class being kind of impressed because I would do something forgetting that I was supposed to do it in cursive, so I would go back and join the letters together, and apparently that looked kind of uh, kind of convincing, but that probably is why my cursive sucks right now. Yeah, that's fine. I remember I just, the fact that, what is it, the letter M, I gave it the wrong number of humps in it, mm-hmm. like a cursive N has like, it's just one yeah. little hump on it, and I would always give it two, and an M, I'd give it three or whatever, and I had a teacher just be like... That's not the right way. I was I was a pretty much a, a nerdy kid, but I really stuck to that for a long time. I'm like, but the right way is dumb. Like, whatever. <laughs> I finally knuckled under, and now nobody does cursive anymore. Whatever. All right, we've got a disturbing update from Big Rico's. It's chaos and terror. People can't get out of the buildings. Cecil is getting these text messages like, they are coming for us. And then in all caps, please, God, make the music stop, which to me sounds kind of like, what any parent trapped in a Chuck E. Cheese would probably be texting. Yeah, agreed. So Cecil's going to try and get in touch with somebody who actually has feet on the ground. In the meantime, he's going to take us to the weather, which was very, I was very quiet playing and singing. And was that, was it a ukulele? Because I'm not sure I would be able to recognize it. Although with Nathan taking a lot more guitar classes and, um, you know, just exploring music a lot more. We go to the guitar store, and uh, ukuleles are a big thing. Like you can mm. get you can get yourself a ukulele. So it oh, almost yeah. sounds oh, like yeah. something that the casual person can pick up. I don't know, but that's kind of yeah. what it sounded like to me. Yeah, my friend Patty, her family spent a lot of time in Hawaii. It's one of their favorite places, and of course, it's you know played a lot there. And she has one, and I actually played around with it. It's weird because it's not it's not tuned. I think the way the strings are tuned, they don't go from lowest string to highest string. They actually go like low, high, low, high, some weird kind of thing. But there's tons of YouTube videos about it all over the place. But yeah, it seems kind of interesting, I suppose. And you're right, because I did have this feeling like it sounded a little bit tropical. So maybe it was like a ukulele. And it got even more tropical as it went along, because eventually the entire song was drowned out by the surf. And then it was the sound of the voices as the camera is underwater. So you're mostly yeah. hearing the, the bubbling noises, which is yeah. a kind of unique way to end a song, I think. Mm-hmm. Very peaceful. It was called On a Journey by Teresa Ambat. So we get back from the weather and the sheriff's department and the secret police have arrived on the scene and they have managed to get into the building with a skeleton key, which Cecil thought was kind of cool because he didn't know they had one. And also the skeleton key is made from an actual skeleton, but they won't tell you which one or who it's from. No. Yeah. Yeah, and there has been a teenage girl has been imprisoned in one of the big walk-in refrigerators by the rat who is chanting something like, you're the one we've been looking for. And I'm just like, yeah. it's getting like even creepier. Yeah, and all the kids have been herded into the arcade area, and it's just, you know, everybody's terrified. And we finally hear from the owner of Big Rico's Pizza, and he says... Big- All of this has been a gigantic misunderstanding. See, what happened was, okay, there was a program to build robots to protect restaurants. It was kind of like the the Cheesecake Protection Initiative, something like that. And they built the robots to look like outdoor animals so that they would be able to blend into their surroundings more. So you had a possum and a rat and a cockroach. Um, yeah, it was bad. Uh, there was a lot of damage. I think the uh, Cheesecake Factory burned to the ground. 
around and they went ahead and decommissioned the robots. So the owner of Big Rico's was able to get them for cheap. Uh huh. Yeah, that's. He said, you know, the robots aren't trying to destroy anything. They're actually trying to protect the restaurant, and it's all completely fine, no problems. Um, the update that we get is that the girl has been rescued from the freezer. Unfortunately, she has been taken into custody because while she was in the bathroom, she wrote on the wall with a sharpie a heart with her name and her boyfriend's name, and that's still illegal yes. um, everywhere. Yeah. Even though writing utensils, I believe writing isn't illegal in Night Vale anymore, I suppose. I'm I'm sure it's been decriminalized, but you mm. still don't want to go out and do it in public. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, anyway, the big takeaway is that we totally misjudge the table scraps. Cecil says all is perfectly fine. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to take Esteban there for their birthday like they were thinking. He probably will. I, um, mm. I imagine he and Carlos will both be up for that. Yeah, probably. And that was it. It was the end of the episode. Uh, they did talk a little bit about, at the beginning of the episode, about the Patreon and how important that is. Now, I know that they usually have sort of uh, Zoom meetups with people who are on the higher tiers of Patreon, but apparently this month they're doing a Zoom meetup for everybody in the Patreon tier. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It's one of those things like meet your heroes. I I do still kind of get a little anxious about that sort of thing, but I'll look into it and see what I can find out about it. And it really is worthwhile to sign up for the Patreon for Night Vale because it helps them a lot. I mean, I understand they get money from touring, but I think it's one of those things where you get really close to breaking even when you're doing a tour because there's lots of expenses for that too. But they do it because they love it. And I'm sure it'd be fine. I mean, I have to do so many Zoom meetings for work and a lot of them are like the big company-wide rah-rah meetings and everything. Don't turn your camera on. You know, you're just in there to listen. It's fine. You can participate if you want, but you don't have to. So. Good. Maybe I'll, I'll think up some questions to ask beforehand if I decide to there do that. There you go. All right. So next subject. Last night, I finally went out to see Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wasn't that wonderfully exhausting? God, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it just, and it never went in a direction that I was expecting. Nope. And I love the idea that the way to sort of channel the superpowers of another version of you in another universe is to do the most unpredictably random shit. But it has to be specific random shit, which is why at one point, in order to access some powers, they had to use a butt plug. And oh my God, God. they're fighting and they're having to pixelate out the butt plug that's been inserted. And oh my God, what the hell? (laughs) So Because you had even told me, you're like, yeah, weaponized butt plugs. Now they show the butt plugs in the beginning because it's an IRSA By the way, Jamie Lee Curtis, oh my God, she was so good. So good. (laughs) So they had shown the butt plugs, which were like these awards that she had won, because she's like, you know, if you're in the IRS, you have to deal with a lot of bullshit. So then I'm like, haha, that makes sense. I just thought when you said weaponized butt plugs, and here you had... Um, what's his name? Her husband, who his alternate universe self did a great Jackie Chan style fight using his fanny pack. It was awesome. Yeah. Just oh, really I cool. loved all the fight scenes. The fight scenes were so good. Unbelievable. But I assumed that I don't know that they'd be throwing them or something. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. 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 Much nope. weirder. Not what it was. Much yes. weirder than that. Very yes. weird. <laughs> oh, but you know. Well, there, if you go into IMDb, bless you, IMDb, they have the trivia page, which mm-hmm. has well over 200 entries on there. A few repeats in there, but some really fascinating stuff in this one. I need to trawl through that. I mean, it is a lot of information because just mm-hmm. so freaking 
much goes on. And yes. there's so many different worlds that um, Michelle Yeoh's character travels to. And just, I mean... The movie is so impossible to explain. And, it really and is. that whole section with its two rocks talking to each other. And I oh, actually God. got teary eyed at that. And that is so stupid and wonderful at the same time. I heard one of the trivia items, um, obviously, spoilers to the movie if you haven't seen it. We'll try not to give away any big things. But, you know, at one point, they're going through all these different universes and they end up in a place where they're both rocks. But they don't talk. It's just done as like subtitled, yep. like absolutely no. And the audience was just giggling while it was because it's so weird. But it's just, it's very cool. Apparently, that had originally been planned to do that as voiceover with you hearing their voices, and it was Michelle Yeoh who suggested it really needs to actually just be subtitled with no audio whatsoever. And it was perfect. It was because you've got that the blowing wind sound of just this entire empty landscape and two rocks having a conversation. Just. It's- it was weird. wonderful. So weird. Yeah, it, like I, it is, you're right, it's hard to explain. Though a lot of people have pointed out that it's because it's a Chinese family, Chinese-American family, dealing with like the pressures of any family, but it's actually apparently spoken to a lot of like Chinese people living in the United States and their relationship with their families and the culture and everything. And it just, it was treated exceptionally well, they thought. Though apparently the design for their like kitchen living room thing that you see them in the beginning with all the papers and how cluttered it is kind of like these specific type of decorations on the wall <laughs> the director said that there have been some chinese you know people who have grown up here in this country who remember that and they came to him and said that that decoration the way that place looked totally triggered them they're like oh my god it's my childhood <laughs> yeah really and okay so here's an interesting thing so of course it's multiverses yes. and that's the main point of it they were actually really kind of nervous because they're fans of Rick and Morty and Rick and Morty. I've been binging on Rick and Morty this whole week while I've been pet sitting because I got access to Hulu and it's all about the multiverse. They were really nervous because a lot of the stuff that they were planning with their movie, Rick and Morty, they're already kind of doing that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But this was like years ago that they were writing it. And when this movie was released, there are a lot of people who didn't want to see it because they thought it was playing off the Marvel stuff with all the Marvel multiverse. Which is exactly what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's not because apparently they were writing this like literally. I believe they wrapped up filming in early 2020, so oh, this movie wow. has actually been filmed a while ago. Yeah, so I guess the zeitgeist right now is just all about multiverses. All I about suppose. multiverses, I guess, because I remember mm-hmm. seeing the trailer and thinking it was a Marvel movie mm-hmm. and that it was timed to be released around the Doctor Strange movie that was dealing with the multiverse. Nope, had nothing to do with any of that, which is great. I thank God for them because it is a good movie. It's fun. It's different. It's very intelligent. It's very heart warming. It does have a good message, a lot of fun stuff. I could imagine how nervous they were to have it released around the Multiverse of Madness and be like, oh my god, we're going to get lost in all of this. Well, Multiverse of Madness didn't get nominated for an Oscar, nope. so they're fine. They're yes, good. they are absolutely okay. fine. Beautiful. Really, yeah, I was very, very impressed by that one. I'm glad I finally saw it. And if you see it, you get to check off like I don't know, at least a dozen boxes on your Oscar watch list. I mean, I have, just because of that, I think I've seen one movie in every category except for Best Leading Actor, weirdly enough. Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I really, know, like, is Michelle Yeoh up for Best Leading Actress? Because I hope she gets I, it. Yes. 
I think she is. Uh, but um, I think I can't remember. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is up for supporting actress, which is wonderful. But I think Angela Bassett is up for um, Wakanda Forever. So oh, like, that's oh, right. Oh man, God, what a matchup yeah. there, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm way more interested in leading actress and supporting actress this year than leading actor. Obviously, I haven't seen any of the leading actor movies. <laughs> well, I am almost caught up with the second season of Ted Lasso, which you and Hannah oh, told me yes, that right. I needed to watch. And I just, okay, spoilers for close to the end of season two. I just got to the point where Ted found out that Nate betrayed him by telling uh, a journalist that he had had a panic attack during a game. And I, what a little weasel. I mean, I knew that they'd been leading up to that because, of course, he was this very nice but shy guy in the first season. And he was having to, like, find his own strengths and other people were having to step in to keep him from being bullied by some of the other players. And now he's freaking turned into a bully of the guy that used to do his old job. So I knew they were working up to something like this. Didn't expect that. Not at all. But oh nope. my god, the um, the psychiatrist, the doctor, um, her last oh, episode. What a wonderful yes. way to send her off. That was so I good. Know. I she just did such a great job. That's why I was so delighted to see her in uh, the Sandman. I'm like, good, get all the work. You do a great job. Yes, I mean that whole bit where she's like comforting Ted because he's you know having flashbacks to his own father and his own trauma and everything. And he asks, you know, like this is probably illegal, but can I have a hug? And she said, sure. And she goes to hug him. He said, Are you going to charge me for this? She said, Oh, of course I am. It's a house call. And she just she never said what I was expecting she was going to say, but no. it was always. Brilliant. It was always see that was that was the thing about the character, especially since we don't get to hear most of what she says to people. All we know is whoever she meets with, she always tells them exactly the right thing mm-hmm. every time. Yep, every time. How much? Uh, what did you think of the whole funeral episode? Oh my goodness, yes. Well, having all, <laughs> all the the female characters in a room shrieking to the point where the vicar comes in and gets really mad at them. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was oh, so funny. I, I went into that because I had watched the episode before that months and months ago and I saw the preview description for this one was that Rebecca gets some really tragic news. And I was thinking, oh, is it Sam? And then, ooh, is it Rupert? I was so hoping Rupert had died. I really had. Mm-hmm. Nope, it was her dad. I'm like, oh, yeah. and then of course Rupert shows up and he's an ass. I love the fact that when we first saw him, and he's been an asshole from the moment he appeared on screen, and I think it was Hannah who had said, oh, is that that Giles guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I'm like, no, that's not him. Oh, my God, it is him. It is, is him. So, I mean, I know it's been a few years since Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but he is so completely different from the character. I, I honest to God, just didn't recognize him. No, nope. no, he transforms himself in this role. Yeah. It's great. Really. You just love hating him. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, they've had so many hateful characters on this show get redeemed. And I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping for that for him. But I've only got one more episode left in season two, so I don't think it's going to happen this season. But we shall see. Not saying anything. Not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about the new season that comes up. I'll talk about that more when you see the final episode, because there's stuff that obviously happens in the final episode that'll play into the next season. So. Yes, good. But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week, so make sure to check out PixLadyGeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries, getting close to WonderCon. Um, not much. I mean, we're I'm going to try and get as many Oscar reviews as I can before the Oscars coming up pretty soon. Um, haven't really been pushing that too much this year, but we always have new reviews 
Who's Coming Up by Hugh. He actually reviewed that Cocaine Bear movie. And and what did he think? He gave it a B minus. Oh, okay, He's good. Like, now he is a he is a very forgiving movie reviewer, and it is ridiculous. I think his only complaint was he wanted it to be crazier than it was. Like, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I've heard people rant about the fact that it's making drugs look attractive to children, and people are like. It's a bear in a movie yeah. that kills people. What are you talking about? I just don't know. But anyway, all that and more, pixelatedgeek.com. So next week, it's the return of Laura Olympus. Yes, I was worried that I had completely miscalculated on the episodes because I had forgotten that the one that was released yesterday at the time of this recording was the one that we had already fast-passed. But that just means we get another one next week and then we can do the fast pass so yes it's fine stand down everybody yes. we're okay <laughs> it's all good but yeah oh but um but apologies to everybody who listened last week and heard a hum in the background uh, i've house sitting this week and i had forgotten that the little freezer that they have my friends have a little portable ice maker that is very very loud and so this week i have turned it off i didn't need it anyway i don't need ice in my drinks why why don't you? Just, why do you? Why are you okay with lukewarm drinks? I just don't understand no. that. And it feels like the drink is so bland if you don't have ice cubes in it. It doesn't add any flavor to it. It's just temperature. It's oh my god! Texture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll have this conversation at some point, and possibly the conversation about white cream versus yellow cream because you are clearly <laughs> wrong on that one. But, but one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. something else. Uh, Unless we were going to talk about ice or something. No.